1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: No one does sports quite like Las Vegas, where the excitement is endless. Because you don't go to Vegas for just one game. You go there for the epic pregame and the three days of postgame. You go for showtime and go time and the 24 hours of prime time. Because in Vegas, the game is just the beginning. Dining, nightlife, entertainment, resorts, adventure, and more. Come ready to play because there's only one place where you've never been on the sidelines, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Learn more and book your trip at visitlasvegas.com. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just five dollars and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Straight Fire and get 56 to 1 odds. On any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Fire for 56-1 to odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details.
2: Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With Windows 11 and Intel, you get the power to work with more speed. And you can arrange all your Windows programs and apps the way you want to see them with Snap Assist. Windows 11 and the Intel Evo platform make working from wherever better. Learn more at windows.com slash brings you closer.
4: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
3: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, December 27th. Final week of the year begins. That was our last Sunday of NFL for 2021. Next Sunday, it'll be 2022. It is a big week. I know a lot of people off work. We will try to do a podcast every day. I can't guarantee it. Uh, There's some travel in the forecast for yours truly this week. And um, I'm going to try to do some family things, so I cannot promise a podcast every day. Obviously, if you're hearing this now, you will then be listening to me hosting the Dan Patrick Show today with Jeff Schwartz. Uh, should be a fun one. I think we'll probably do, you know, two hours of NHL uh, lockout, or not lockout, but NHL uh, postponements due to COVID and then maybe some NFL. Oh gosh, the NFL. Listen, guys, you, you were with me for the ride. Uh, it was a great run. One of my better Survivor runs, given the pot and the the, the money that was at stake. But uh, I finally lost in Survivor. 20 people were left. I took the Chargers. I know you guys follow me on the gram, and um, you know, a lot of you sent messages. Um, I felt good. Listen, they, they were favored by 10 and a half. It steamed up to 13 on Sunday. Okay, they're favored by 13. I'm like, what, what's, what's going on here? All I noticed was that there were... I believe, nine starters out defensively for the Texans. And there was no Brandon Cooks, who had been really their only offensive weapon for the last few weeks. And I'm feeling good. And the only other game I was looking at was the Falcons because they were playing uh, Tim Boyle and the Lions. And we know the Lions um, can't string together two wins in a row. Um, so I really like the Falcons. But all week, I was, you know, my my thing all season, I'm not going to go too deep on this, but my thing all season had been, Jason, don't flip-flop. When you go with your first instinct, it had driven me this far. There were a couple that I wanted to flip off of, and I would have ended up losing. So I didn't change off the Chargers, and I lost. Uh, The Chargers, 13-point favorites, get smacked around by the Houston Texans. And, you know, I guess you, you want to find a silver lining. Like, it was one of those games where it wasn't in doubt. It wasn't tense deep into the fourth quarter. You could tell in the first half, after Herbert threw an interception and the Texans just kept come coming down the field and scoring field goal, missed field goal, touchdown. Like they're not punting. And it just kept getting ugly. And I you know, you just start to start to feel it and you're like, "All right, well, 20 people left. 12 of us are on the Chargers. At least I'm not going down solo." And Justin Herbert then throws a pick six late and it was a wrap. Folks, I, what what can I say? I mean, the Chargers, no bosa, no pass rush. Obviously, it was it was an abomination. The penalties were awful. Um, the three turnovers, the Herbert pick six. They they give up 6.8 yards of play to the Houston Texans. The Texans. I mean, it was bad. Davis Mills, Rex Burkhead. Yeah, he's still alive. He's still playing football. He had 149 yards rushing. I mean, he averaged 6.8 a pop. They got guys catching the football. Brevin Jordan. I never heard of him. I, I don't know who that is. And, you know, um, obviously, this is what compounded matters and really stung. So you lose Chargers and Survivor. Fine. In fantasy, in my big money league, where the, where the commission is a, kind of a D-bag, uh, Justin Jackson is one of his starters this week. And in for uh, Eckler. Well, Justin Jackson goes off and had like 30-something points. He also had Devontae Adams, 30-something points. And T. Higgins, who had like the career game over 30 points. So in that fantasy league, I got dusted and it was over by, you know, the 1 p.m. game. So um, not great in Survivor, not good in one fantasy. I'm in the championship of the other fantasy. My son isn't going to be in the championship in another one. His first time doing a league. Uh, So I'm really proud of him for that. But it was a chaotic Sunday in the NFL, except for the afternoon slate stunk. And then Dallas versus Washington was like not a game at all. And I don't know if anybody watched much of the second half. Like, I mean, seriously, 42 points in the half. The highlight of that game is college teammates on the Washington sideline, Payne and Allen going at it, and Jonathan Allen throwing a punch at his teammate. And I had to rewind it, and my daughter's like, is he bleeding? I I couldn't tell if it was like, you know, some uh, helmet uh, maroon that came off on his face or or it was like blood from a punch, but he definitely connected on it. It was crazy. Uh, Washington melting down, their season is over. But I think for the NFL, you've really got to start with the resurgent Buffalo Bills. Do you not? The Bills are back. They put it on the Patriots. A nice, impressive win on the road in Foxborough. And I saw this stat that kind of shocked me. Bill Belichick has now coached 392 games with the Patriots. He's never had an opponent that did not punt the ball. And the Buffalo Bills did not punt against the Patriots, up and down the field. Listen, Josh Allen, remember how he was like an MVP candidate? Like, this was the MVP candidate. This was the guy that we expected to see all season. He was magnificent. Uh, Three touchdown passes, timely runs, crucial, tough third down runs, uh, a couple flips here and there. No Cole Beasley, no Davis, no problem. Isaiah McKenzie, plug him in, 11 for 125, you know? Mac Jones, again, you don't want to say he's losing the offensive rookie of the year, but this is two straight weeks stepping up in class. He did not look good against the Colts. He did not look good against the Bills. Two interceptions, 145 yards passing, look confused. This was early season, Mac Jones. And the thing about the Patriots, if you can get them into a deficit, Mac Jones is not coming back to win games. He's just not wired like that. This guy is a game manager. Okay, he had made he's making all the throws when he's front running against the Browns and against the Chargers. But when you're playing the Bills and the Colts, who, by the way, are probably two of the six best teams in the league right now, Mac Jones is going to struggle. And you just have to think at this point in the AFC, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, who we'll get to shortly. And after that, you could make a case for the Colts and the Bills. And and you know what? The Colts smacked the Bills around badly. In Orchard Park. Um, I think they scored 40, and Jonathan Taylor had like five touchdowns. Folks, this Colts team is for real. Uh, they they really hurt me Saturday night. Christmas night, you know, I have a great Christmas day with the family. I forgot to open the podcast, wishing everybody a great Christmas. We, we got fans sending me DMs on Instagram from London all over the world, and I forgot to say uh, hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Anyways, you know, it's been a couple days in the NFL. Kind of on the mind. Um you know, that, that Arizona game uh, against the Colts Saturday night. like It's just one of those dumbfounding games where you, you're you like, I think I had the right side here. I was on Arizona. Uh, and then all of a sudden they named Quentin Nelson out and Darius Leonard out due to COVID. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Line goes up on me. I was at pick. I was at one. It goes up to three. Feels awesome. Arizona for the game. More yards, more yards per play. They did not turn the ball over. They punted Once and they had 16 points, and they lose the game. Well, the kicker really was awful. Prater shanks two field goals, misses an extra point, and, you know, listen, the, the the chorus is getting loud in Arizona about Cliff Kingsbury, and I don't think there's anyone under a bigger spotlight this week than Cliff Kingsbury. He does not have his best receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. What, that's going to be an excuse? It's late in the season. He's lost three in a row, and now he has to face arguably the hottest team not named Green Bay, the Dallas Cowboys, who just did whatever they wanted to rival Washington. Okay? And, it, oh, man, you, you feel a little worried. There are scenarios um, on the internet, I'm not going to read all of them, where the Arizona Cardinals missed the playoffs. They have 10 wins, and they can miss the playoffs. That's how stacked the NFC is. They have Dallas next week on the road. That will not be easy. Looks like they're probably going to be over a field goal underdogs. Seattle in the season finale. Now, the Seahawks obviously are really in a bad bad way. They let Nick Foles come down the field and beat him and then get the two-point conversion, and the Seahawks lose as a touchdown favorite at home to Nick Foles in Chicago. When you let that sink in, you're like, oh, my God, that, that really happened? Folks, Seattle... Who uh, was is in a contest, and he? I think he had Seattle in Survivor, and you know he wrote me this message that said Seattle first team this year to lose multiple games leading by double digits in the fourth quarter. Both of them were at home. They remember that Tennessee collapsed early, but this is the crazy part. So Seattle's leading by seven with eight minutes left, third and five. On the Bears' nine-yard line. So they're in the red zone. right? Third down. All you need, you know, run it in the line of scrimmage, you try for the touchdown, whatever. Russell Wilson gets sacked. They lose like 14 yards. That's something that Russell Wilson never does. He doesn't take bad sacks. He's always like throwing it away. It's like... Russ has been bad this season. He takes a huge sack and they miss the field goal. And the Bears pull off the win. Like that is a... Gut wrenching loss for Seattle. Another season's already been over, but it's like, oh my gosh, this—you just you, you feel bad for Russell Wilson. It is definitely over for him in Seattle. I don't know where he ends up. Uh, at Pete Carroll, I don't know if he has a landing spot. Somebody reminded me via text that he had—he just signed a new contract in 2020. And it's like, you sure they're dumping him? Are we sure they're moving on for Pete Carroll that quickly? They just signed him to an extension last year. They're gonna owe him a lot of money if they keep him. So what do you do yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, trade Russ and you you have like a 70, what, 72-year-old Pete Carroll organize a rebuild there uh, with no draft pick due to the Jamal Adams situation? Oh, man, it is getting ugly in Seattle. Um, they host the Lions next week. And if um, <laughs> they lose that game. Oh, my. Start talking about Pete Carroll getting fired. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company. That makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code FIRE at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FIRE. No one does sports quite like Las Vegas where the excitement is endless. You don't go to Vegas for just one game or just one team. You go there for the epic pregame and the three days postgame. You go for showtime and the go time and the 24 hours of prime time. because in Vegas, the game is just the beginning celebrity chef dining, amazing nightlife and entertainment, incredible resorts, outdoor adventures, and so much more heart-racing, pulse-pounding excitement packed into five-plus square miles that are unlike anywhere else. There's only one place where you're never on the sidelines. Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Check out all the games, events, competitions, and more happening this season and book your trip at visitlasvegas.com.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Speaking of coaches in trouble, (sighs) Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers. I know they're kind of in the playoff hunt, so people want to give Tomlin a pass. But guys, when you look at how unprepared this team is for football games, you know, like, I'll never forget this. I've used this um, story a couple times. So, you know, I coach my kids in basketball. And in third grade, my son had a a, a pretty good team. And we had, like, the best point guard in the league. And um, a, a, co- a buddy of mine who does listen to the podcast, he had schemed up a defense when we were facing him. They, were, they had lost one game. We had lost none, I think. And they come out with this defense that totally... We were unready. We were just not ready for it, and they're crushing us in the first half. And it took me like a quarter and a half to realize what we needed to do, and then we figured it out. We made a comeback, but ultimately we were not able to win. And afterward, I just had to give it to them. I was like, "Damn, we were not ready." And you know, rest of the season, we were never unprepared for anything. And in my daughter, when I was coaching my daughter in first grade with another dad, we knew that this team from like the local Catholic school was good. Uh, they had two good players, like who were two of the best in the league. And, you know, usually first grade girls basketball, it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, just playing zone and, you know, the passive. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to do a triangle in two. And the other coach was like, ooh, okay, let's, like, yeah. And we knew who their best players were. And anytime they got inside, and the, no, no defending inside like the three point arc, not real three pointer arc, but you know, the arc if you play any youth basketball with your kids. Anytime the girls got inside the arc, we hugged them up. They could not even get the ball. And they didn't know to, like, go outside the arc and get it. And then anytime they came back in, we were all over them. And they, their two best players, like, didn't score for the first, like, three quarters. We annihilated them. But uh, a, a dad on the other team was not thrilled with it. So when the girl finally scores, he's like, way to, way to beat that box in one. I was like, actually, it's a triangle in two. And he looked at me like, who is this jerk? And I was like, yeah, I was relishing the victory. But all this is the my long-winded way of saying, Mike Tomlin has come into the last, what is it, last six games? Of the first half. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have been outscored 114-19 to 19 in the first half. Just total no-shows. They play Kansas City. And, you know, it was like 10.5, no Kelsey. So you're thinking, oh, man. You know, could 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 Pittsburgh scheme something up here? Is there a chance? Folks, it's 23 0 in the first half. Pittsburgh has not scored a first half touchdown in five games. I think that is streak that's the longest in like 80 years. They the, the graphic flashed on the screen. So Mike Tomlin, somehow 7 7 1, is like escaping criticism. I know he's bulletproof. He's Mike Tomlin. They love him. You don't want to, Pittsburgh doesn't just dump coaches. But 114 to 19 in the first half, you've been outscored. That is like an indictment of coaches preparing their teams. And it's not like you've got a young quarterback. you got uh, what, 37 year old Ben Roethlisberger? He's a veteran. I'm sorry, he's Ben. Ro- I'm sorry, I clicked on his uh, his name. 39 years old is Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, the running game is non existent and the offense is all like. In basically, in like a a phone booth, they they one step because Ben's not mobile. One step pass, two steps pass. Like they're not doing anything, that you know they cannot do play action in Pittsburgh. It just won't work. I mean, the offensive line won't hold up. Ben's immobile, and it's just it's really ugly to watch. They had one pass, one pass completed over twenty yards to Claypool. That's it against the Chiefs. Now at this time, we got to talk about the Chiefs being. Arguably the best team in the league. Mahomes look sharp again. Three touchdowns, no Kelsey. Um, The run game, you know, Edwards Hilaire did get dinged up and an awesome touchdown run. But I mean, at this point, does it really matter who the running back is? Whether it's Daryl Williams, Derek Gore, somebody named Michael Burton. Uh, You know, they just handed the ball off to dudes and the Kansas City Chiefs are really just getting it done offensively, defensively. Just let this sink in for a sec. Byron Pringle led the Chiefs in receptions with six. Byron Pringle. Gore had three. Hardman had three. Tyreek Hill had two catches. I feel like they were on like the first drive, and then he did nothing the rest of the game. Demarcus Robinson. like This was just a, a, one of those Andy Reid performances where it's like, you know what? It's not really how you start, guys. It's It's how you finish. And right now, Kansas City, at one point, they were four and five. And since that Titans loss, they scrape by the Giants, they get by Jordan Love, the Raiders, you know, do the stupid Raider thing of we're not going to defend you the way we should. Um, they get by the Cowboys in what was something of a struggle when the offense still wasn't clicking. Uh, nice win over the Broncos and they murder the Raiders again. And since that Chargers game, that Thursday nighter, 34-28, great win. You know, we could still go back and say, hey man, Staley could have won that game. True. Um, Great overtime win, and now they annihilate the Steelers, and this week they have the Bengals. And folks, uh, again, it's Monday, and it's a long week. COVID obviously should give people pause of where they want to bet. I already bet uh, on the Chiefs against the Bengals. My guess is the public comes in heavy on Cincinnati. Cincinnati just scored over 40 points again. Public loves offense. Uh, Joe Burrow had over 500 yards passing. By the way, if you guys watch that, Joe Burrow, up, I don't know, what are they, up 20 points in the fourth quarter? With like a minute left is still chucking bombs down the field. Okay, just be careful with that stuff. You, you, you don't want to be rubbing it into teams, especially like a rival like the Ravens. Harbaugh will remember that. I mean, he's going to remember both losses. They got their butts kicked. But I like the Chiefs next week against the Bengals, even on the road. And um, I, I'm very curious if you guys remember what happens when the Bengals, you know, actually play good teams. We, we don't remember that because they've been pretty good of, of late, right? Denver, not a good team. They barely need them. Ravens, I mean, they started a guy who was on the Jets a month ago. Josh Johnson was on the Jets like a month ago and like six weeks ago he was on the Jets practice squad. Okay, he's just started for the Ravens. They have nobody in the secondary. Okay? I, don't get too excited about that win. Remember, step up in class. Niners lose. Chargers went in there with a good offense and destroyed them. 41-22. They play a bad Steelers team. Win, they play a bad Raiders team. Win, play a good Browns offense. 41-16 loss. Okay, so just remember, when the Bengals have to play teams that can move the football, Kelsey will be back. Presumably Mahomes and Hill and all them play. I think Kansas City puts it on him. And if you don't think the Chiefs are the favorites in the AFC after that uh, that win over the Chargers or this win uh, Sunday against uh, the Steelers, just wait till they beat the Bengals, and then finally, maybe you guys will understand that's the best team in the AFC. The NFC is much more muddled. I will. I'm not going to go through all the games. It was nice to see TB12 go on the road in Carolina and you know basically ride his defense to victory. Seven sacks. I mean, geez, that Panthers defense carried them. Um, I don't know what Matt Rule is doing. I will say this: Matt Rule, the coach of the Panthers, who I like the hire. I like when he did the Joe Brady thing. I thought it was a decent move to go out and get Sam Darnold. Like, I mean, honestly, I can't argue with any of those moves. And then Rule, all of a sudden, I don't know, like two months ago, started to get wacky with some of these decisions. And for whatever reason, he's hell-bent on running the football. And he came out and said one of the more insane quotes that I've seen uh, this season where he's talking about Jay-Z. And he's basically like, hey, I am going to continue to run the football. This is what I want to do. And I told our team, it took Jay-Z seven years. He had to start his own agency to become an overnight sensation. It takes time. That sounds good and it's funny, but that's one thing in the NFL they don't really give you. Now, again, Everybody wants his head and, oh, come on, rules in over his head. Listen, you got to give the guy some time. This is, what, season number two? He had Teddy Bridgewater, and now he's got Sam Darnold. We don't know what he's going to do next season. They were desperate this year, so they went out and grabbed Cam Newton. I liked what Carolina had earlier this year. They're clearly not that close, but does he really think anybody's going to get seven years in the NFL? Like, your coach is fired after one year. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, this is year three, I believe. And there's rumors about whether or not he's coming back, whether they want him back if they don't make the playoffs this year. So, Matt Rule, man, just be careful out there. These NFL guys are ruthless. I personally think that they will hold on to him. Remember, they've got one of these um, hedge fund dudes, and they don't like to be paying multiple coaches. That's inefficient, you know? a lot of work to do there, didn't there? I, I got to Google it, but I I believe their first round draft pick, uh, the cornerback they got, got hurt early and hasn't played at all. Um, again, what was one cornerback gonna totally? Yeah, JC Horn, the young guy, played three games out of South Carolina, looked good early. Um, listen, McCaffrey missed more than half the season. I I think we have to be a little patient, but again, nobody wants to be patient with anything. I still remember coming out to LA. Um, and I was an impatient guy. It was like, Oh, yeah, six months of TV, and I'm doing this, that. I'll, come on, I'll be getting my own show, I'll be making millions and dominant. And it's like, Jay, slow your roll. Like, <laughs> nothing happens in life that quickly. What are they? The, the elevator to success is out of order. You got to take the stairs. Matt Rule needs to be patient. The problem in the NFL is a lot of guys, they don't want to give you that patience, which I think is unfortunate. Um, I, you know. Tampa Bay, though, kind of banged up, and I think they could probably still make a run, but I got to be honest, I uh, I don't think this team's going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, in the NFC, it, it pretty much feels like it's got to be the Green Bay Packers. I you know, I like Philadelphia, but they're still, a, you know, they haven't beat, I, I saw a stat, they haven't beaten a team with a winning record yet. Um the Rams are another team that I've started to fall in love with multiple multiple times, and then every time you feel like ah, oh, the Rams are there, they got it. Stafford's getting his act together; they're getting healthy. Cam Akers is coming back. They go out and Stafford throws three interceptions, two of them deep in his own end, basically keeping the Vikings alive. It's like, what are you doing? Stafford was pretty atrocious, and they were able to you know they get bailed out by I think it was a. Punt return or a kick return uh, for a touchdown. The defense was really, really strong, and um, yeah, they, they they get the win in Minnesota. O- overall, though, not one of Stafford's finest moments. Given what he did, what he had done last week, um, three picks, didn't even throw for two hundred yards. They largely pulled the ball out of his hand. Um, McVay had seen enough, so he's like, "Let me just," you know. Sony Michelle Henderson got hurt, by the way, which is never a good thing when uh, Henderson goes down, but. Cooper Cup is still there, 10 for 109. Uh, Ramsey, I thought, did a good job on Jefferson when I saw them matched up. He ended up with 8 for 116, but they they were down, I think, 20 to <coughs> 7, and they had to come back. It was 13-3, 27-13 in the fourth, so they were just chucking and ducking late to try to come back. But Stafford's got to tighten that up. I, I mean, I guess the second-best team in the NFC, is is the Cowboys? We've been on this early. We, we, I think we've been ahead of the market. Cowboys are a covering machine. They now are the best cover team in the NFL. Uh, the Packers did not cover Saturday. Cowboys. The prices just keep going up on Dallas. Man, this team is really strong defensively. The offense is, appears fully healthy. And I, I don't. There's a lot to like about Dallas right now. This is the tough problem for Arizona. They go Sunday to Jerry World. And that game, I'm worried about Arizona, guys. Um, but overall, I think those are the biggest takeaways. The Chiefs, right now, best team in the AFC. I would argue best team in the NFL. I think the Packers. I think Packers, Packers, Cowboys, and then the Rams are a little distant. You know, 49ers. If you um, if you listen to Friday's pod, you know we still like the Niners. Bullish on Garoppolo. Just. It's just a tough one, man. That that defeat against Tennessee, it's one of those games where you just scratch your head. You're like, how did they lose that? Oh, Jimmy G stinks. That's why. Okay, got it. Yeah, they'll be fine.
0: Thunderstruck, adjective. Shocked and
3: amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first
0: roller coaster at sea. Brian got Thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get Thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival, choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes,
2: fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships registry, Bahamas, Panama. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other.
1: Fox Sports
4: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
3: All right, just a quick, not going to do much on Monday Night Football. I did take Miami in the contest. Now the lines in the contest are frozen, so it was Pickham when they set the line early in the week. I think it was like Thursday morning they set the lines. Well, what happens Thursday? Was it afternoon or maybe a Friday morning? But Ian Book is going to be the starter because Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon are in COVID. I mean, guys, Ian Book, the Notre Dame kid, is going to be—he's never thrown an NFL pass in his life, and he's going up against a Miami defense with Flores. And um, the, the the cornerbacks Howard like it's a little bit dangerous uh, for Ian Book, but he's at home, and the Saints' defense should keep him in it. So I did take uh, Miami. I would not, uh, I would definitely would not advocate backing uh, Miami favor by three here. Um, if you know, if you can find a two and a half, take it. But Miami, just think about it. Miami favor by three on the road. That's just long-term, that's not a winning strategy. Uh, but I definitely, uh, I, I think Miami is the side there, and I have them in the contest. The total's 37, so this could be like, I don't know, 20 to 10, 20 to uh, 13, something along those lines. But I do like Miami tonight. And um, no Thursday night football this week, uh, so the schedule is absolutely stacked for Saturday and Sunday um oh no wait there are there no yeah there's no games saturday yeah that's right no game saturday because of college football new year's day so sunday is going to be ah. oh what a monster day it looks like there are one, two, three, four, four 4 p.m games which is nice and then the other two so you're looking at like nine one p oh next sunday is going to be heavenly folks oh it's going to be exciting no, no, wait, no, I'm sorry, five 4 p.m. games that Arizona-Dallas is out of order. Oh, yeah, next weekend is probably going to be um, one of the best Sundays to sit around the TV. This one this one hurt, you know, the Chargers. They didn't come through for me, but on to the Fantasy Championship, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thunderstruck.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. VGW proof. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.